They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to the Powercast episode 23. And I'm here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? What's up, everyone? I'm happy. I'm excited. Let's get our 50 cent on. Indeed, indeed. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I hope everyone had, you know, a, a happy Independence Day over there in America land. Um, yeah, you know, well, us, us in Brit land, you know, we, we didn't really celebrate that. You guys kind of despised that day because that's the day when we kind of destroyed all of you. Yeah, that, that's 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 the day when you guys broke off on your own and abandoned us. So yeah, you know, uh, we're 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 still a bit salty about that. But yeah, I do I do hope that you you all had a great time and enjoyed it. But um, yeah, uh, we're here to recap Power season five episode two. Uh, Richard Bailey is not here this week because he's at a wedding. So you know, I, I hope he enjoys himself. I hope he catches the the bouquet and you know. I hope finding, things go go great over there. So. He's finding his future bride, y'all. Yeah, indeed. He's having his wedding cake on. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, uh, we're gonna get straight into the recap, breaking down some things that happened and everything. I'm gonna run through uh, some of the the major plot points that happened in the episode, and then we'll just get straight into our discussion and our theories and everything like that. So, um. The episode starts with, you know, a, a, a gang war scene at the docks kind of thing. And then uh, later on, we see the feds discussing that the Diaz hit. Um, then Angel, Angela is asking Tasha if anyone knows about Tariq killing Ray Ray. Uh, and later on, the trio meet to discuss Dre and the Jimenez. The trio being Jamie, Kanan, and Tommy, of course. Um, then Jason Miguez rolls up and demands that Tommy kills the Jimenez if he wants to live. Um, and Jason Miguez is the, the dude from Chicago that Tommy went to see last season. Uh, later on, Tay is asking Jamie if he can do a press conference with Tasha about Raina's murder, murder because he wants the publicity for his campaign. Um, Jamie asks Tasha and she refuses. Uh, later on, the Italian guy, Sammy, pulls up on Tommy. And Tommy gets to speak to one of the, the injured hitmen in you know the job that went wrong last week where they tried to assassinate Dre. Uh, one of the hitmen is actually dead and the other is injured and kind of bleeding out. Um... Mock visits Proctor and hits him with a proposition. He offers to withdraw his case if Proctor gives up information on his clients, and Proctor is reluctant to do so. Uh, then later on, Jamie asks Kanan who else knew about Tariq's dealings with Ray Ray. 
because, you know, Tasha asked him to find out. And Kanan gives up the name. Um, one of the names is Brains, you know, one of the, the guys that uh, Tariq was doing the house robberies with. Uh, and then later on, uh, Mock subpoenas the, uh, Jamie's other lawyer, Silver. Uh, and also Angela looks up Brains because Tasha, you know, she, she relays the information to Angela about Brains. Angela look, looks up his record and she sees that he's deceased. But she also questions how these people even know Tariq in the first place. Uh, later on, Tommy visits his dad and his dad tells him that he needs to apologize and accept any punishment that Vincent gives him over the, you know, the, the hitman being killed and everything. Um, Proctor's, you know, he's testifying and silver actually comes in and testifies against him uh, and there's you know a pretty tense scene there uh they later find out that the other hitman is dead so tommy finds out that you know both hitmen died like the, the, the other one he spoke to earlier he's dead too uh and tasha and jamie attend a church grieving group and one of the parents talks about following the drunk driver that took their son and, you know, Jamie kind of takes that to heart a little bit. Um, and later on, Jamie tries to call Angela multiple times because he's a bit hurt and needs someone to talk to. Uh, later on, Dre's friend from from uh, the block, I forgot his name. Um, you know, he kills uh, one of the, uh, I forget the, the group they're with, but he kills one of the the guys that, that Dre wanted dead, but he didn't want the heat coming back on them. Um, so yeah, um, so he killed him after hearing Dre talk to Cristobal about it. And uh, they have a big argument about this when, you know, when the guy tells Dre that, you know, he killed the guy and everything. And Kanan actually sees them arguing in the background. You know, he's watching from a distance. Um. And then later on, Jamie and Tasha show up to Tate's conference and he puts them on the spot completely, inviting them to the stage to talk about Rayner's murder. Uh, later on, the feds learn that Tommy's been visiting Teresi and they question why he's visit him, visiting him all of a sudden. Um, later on, Tommy lies to Vincent when he's, you know, basically asking for forgiveness and everything and uh, letting him know that he screwed up, but he lies to him by saying that, you know, he killed the person who killed those two hitmen when really he hasn't because he definitely hasn't killed Dre. And Sammy actually lies for him and he's upset about having to lie for, Tone, for Tommy. So, um, yeah, that kind of causes a lot of tension in amongst the Italian people. Um, and then uh, later on, we see Angela is onto the Jimenez. Uh, you know, she's basically describing what was was happening in the boardroom and everything at the the, the Fed office. Um, and then the final scene is Jamie murdering the drunk driver that he heard about from the grief group earlier. So. Um, this episode, you know, it was kind of like it was one of those episodes where it's like a lot of setup. I think, like, I think it, it this episode had a lot of setup for future episodes. It was kind of a lot slower than the first episode, um, 
and yeah there there wasn't too much like crazy plot twists or anything jumping out at us here it was just you know a lot of setup stuff um and it's creating more threads uh more directions that you know the the season can go i guess but what's your initial thoughts after that episode dana well, here's the thing. I think for me, the first episode of the season was just so impactful and confusing and action-packed, considering everything, that it's hard to follow up. And so while this episode was a bit slower and a bit boringer, I think that I appreciate how they did little thoughts that they really did well, and that was how do you grieve your child? And that whole scene with them going to the grief counseling and, you know, listening to the stories. And I felt like this was the first time that we saw Jamie and, and um, oh, God, it just slipped my mind. The wife. The wife's name. Tasha. Yeah, sorry. We saw Jamie and Tasha kind of together as a unit. Not necessarily leaning on each other, because remember, again, Jamie went off and called Angela. But somewhat of a unit and that they're trying to process something together. So, you know, it's very unfortunate that it takes a death for them to kind of come together again. But I think that it was really important how they touched upon their grief and how the scene with the drunk driver, you know, it's it's kind of enacting revenge. I take it as this two ways as to, you know, to get back as to the kid who died and also to take out your own frustration over what happened with Raina. So I really like that. And I really liked how Tommy stepped up this episode, this thing also with Tommy and his father and, you know, him going in and his father saying that you're going to have to basically take whatever punishment that, that you're going to be dished out. We're going to see, you know, Tommy either falling or completely snapping and causing his own demise. Like, I wonder if he is going to actually follow that advice. Or because remember, Tommy can flip and switch very easily. So that just makes me question more of what Tommy is going to do. So while this is all about all the different characters and all the different setups, to me, it felt like it was more of a, um, of a Tasha, Jamie, and, and Tommy uh, storyline. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say is because you touched on, you know, them uh, grie- grieving and everything. I like that they're showing a lot of that now because um, in uh, towards the end of the last season, season four, it was like it felt very rushed because so much was going on and it was so fast moving. And I feel like we didn't really see them grieve when Raina actually died. But we are starting to see a lot of that grieving now, you know, after the fact. So it's good to see, you know, this other side of uh, Tasha and Jamie, you know, because they, they've been very cold-hearted and, um, you know, they're lacking in emotion previously. So now we're really seeing them tested, you know, in their emotions. And that's that's really good to see for sure, um, especially because it brings them closer together as well, even though they're not fully repaired as a couple yet. But, you know, they're, they're sort of um, cordial with each other at the moment. So... Uh, that that's it's pretty good to see. 
Yep. I don't think that they'll ever be repaired as a couple. Remember, if you saw like the previous episode, and even in this episode now, they were arguing back and forth of like whose fault it was. But well, why wasn't you paying attention to him? That's your son, you know, stuff like that, back and forth. And I just kind of find it really, I can't say funny. It's kind of weird to say funny, but really interesting that you have from last season, we've expressed how inattentive both of the parents were. Like they were off doing their own thing and the kids were just, you know, doing whatever it was that they were doing. That's how Tariq got into the situation in the first place. Him running off to Canaan and Canaan knowing that, you know, his father's not going to pay any attention to him. And it's just kind of really weird to like see this dynamic of, you know, it's all your fault and then kind of see them come together in a way. But I also want to have more scenes between them and Tariq because remember we had like a previous scene with him and with um Jamie and Tariq and he it was very angry and it was very understandable that he was angry but I think at this moment that um uh, Jamie needs to stand up and be that strong figure and that father to Tariq so that he you know he guides him and it, it, Tariq himself like he seems to be lost and confused because I have no idea what he's trying to do or trying to even, even accomplish at this point yeah um I, I think at this point like Tariq I, I don't even think he respects Jamie like he doesn't respect his father at all like he's lost all respect because it's like anything his father is planning he tries to damage it he tries to sabotage it just like last week when he he you know he texted Dre to tell him to to I to warn him understand that I like, did not understand that at all like, I literally wanted to throw something at his face. Remember when 50 Cent kept saying, get the strap? <laughs> that, yeah. I think that terminology is directed towards Tariq. Someone needs to get the strap on Tariq. I didn't understand that whole situation at all. And, you know, Tariq has been lost for a very long time. I don't know whether or not he's going to pull through. And I honestly don't know if the parents care that much mm. i just don't i still don't get that caring situation well they're, they're sending him away to you know that school and everything um they're, so i don't they're know sending him away in order to like oh because this is what you did you screwed up and you got your sister killed we have to go hide you i don't really see it in that we love you we're here to protect you we have to send you away for your own protection but we're still always here don't worry I just see it as they view him as a problem. And so they're just throwing him away. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. it's a very complicated thing. I mean, you, you, your, your own child killed your other child. Basically, it's just his fault. Yeah, something tells me, though, that he's not going to be away for too long when he, no. whenever he does go away to the school or whatever, if he goes away. Um, I, I feel like he's going to be pulled back into things pretty soon. Uh, I know. see him either running away or maybe through some weird thing he gets kidnapped or Kanan gets him. Yeah. Or he just, uh, I don't know, maybe he'll, I mean, he clearly has some sort of respect for, for Dre. So maybe he'll run away from the school and actually end up working with Dre or something like and hiding out with Dre. Because that's a thin line. So I don't know if it's respect or is it actual fear. Who knows? Eh. Um. So let, let's talk about Tommy. So 
a lot happens with him in this episode. You know, um, he's given that ultimatum from uh, Jason Miguez, you know, the, the Chicago uh, drug lord or whatever. Um, and, you know, to, to pay off what he owes him, he has to take out the Jimenez, basically. Um, and uh, also the, the whole thing with the Italians happens, you know, uh, both those hitmen that he he paid for died. And, you know, everything they do goes through Vincent. They have strong ties to Vincent. So he ends up having to apologize. But while apologizing, he lies also, you know, and says that he killed Dre and, you know, avenged their deaths when he really didn't. So do you think all of this is going to come back to haunt Tommy? Because Absolutely. First of all, Dre is alive and somebody is bound to spot him. Second of all, when you start crossing over people, and you have to, you know, he has to now kill the other uh, terror group. There's a lot of things that's going to happen. And he's going to get caught up in a lot of his lies. And it might be his own downfall. And I don't know why he even admitted to saying that he killed Dre. Was it a sort of like a fear thing? Or maybe it was one of those, you know how you say something out in the universe that's not in fruition yet but you want it to be into fruition so if i would say yeah i'm a millionaire but i'm not really a millionaire but in my mindset i'm gonna think that way in order for me to actually be a millionaire maybe he views that oh yeah i killed him obviously he's not dead but that opportunity is definitely going to become and i'm going to be the one that takes him out yeah but here's the thing though you know um it like if vincent ever finds out that that was a lie that's gonna because remember sammy also vouched for him and and sammy is a well-respected person in this italian organization so yeah so if vincent finds out that that dre is still walking that the the guy that killed you know his his godsons or whatever relationship they had uh is it's gonna get very dark for tommy i think so um yeah that's that's a very messy thing they're 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 both i definitely see our their lives are going to be in the balance absolutely tommy may not be killed off but the other guy definitely will be um and this is going to probably start off another war um it's just a lot of questions that i have like i just don't understand why why would you lie i mean I just don't get it that's the only part and then the whole bodyguards not the bodyguards the um the guys that they sent out to to kill him they just seem to be bumbling and fumbling i was confused about their whole situation and how they was even hired yeah like if you watch the episode it's like really and you got shot that way and that's how you die and i would have actually preferred remember how the guy ended up bleeding out and dying i would have preferred it that they killed him that tommy killed him yeah what what was weird to me was like they left him and they were like, oh, we're, we're going to come back with the doctor later. Like, shouldn't you have got the doctor now? Like, this guy's, like, bleeding and sharp and everything. Like, it of course seemed, he was going to die. It seemed like a throwaway scene. They didn't even really need that scene. And I thought it would have, if you're going to include that scene, they should have just killed him to show this is what you, you know, you're, 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 you can't get the job done. You come back shot. You have the audacity to come and ask for, a, for help from us. And we'll kill you. Yeah. I just don't know why they didn't do that. It was it, that was a very confusing and unnecessary scene. Mm-hmm. So about the Jimenez thing, so a lot's going on with the Jimenez right now because Dre is obviously working with them, 
and now uh Kanan, uh Jamie and Tommy have to take out the Jimenez. Um and also Angela is on their scent as well. She's investigating them. You know, she she actually brought them up in a meeting at the the, the Fed office and everything. So um what like I have I have kind of a theory like I think maybe may maybe when Jamie if Jamie gets back in touch with Angela, maybe there's a way he'll feed her information so that she actually takes the Jimenez out of the mix, you know, um, because uh, I think they, they like the Jimenez is going to be tricky for, I mean, if they're having trouble getting Dre at this point, I don't think they're going to be able to take out the Jimenez. So maybe Jamie is going to try and use his, you know, attachment to Angela as a way to take out the Jimenez. So do you, is this something you see happening, maybe? Yes and no. Here's why I say yes and no. Yes, I do see that happening because that would just be a very good way to eliminate that situation and we can throw away that storyline. And no, also because Angela, I think right now her conscience is really getting at her and and she's going to try to help Jamie as much as she can. But we also have to remember that there is the AI, the IA, the, the internal affairs lady. Mm-hmm. So that may actually hinder her from being able to fully help him. Yeah. And so also, that's my thing. I feel like they introduced the investigator for an actual reason. And she can't keep feeding cross information over because this woman seems like she's very intent on finding out what's going on. And I think that she has something probably against Angela. Yeah. And, and also, Sachs, you know, her, her colleague Sachs, he definitely wants Angela out too. So mm-hmm. he's got it in for her. So, so yeah. I just don't see it happening. I don't think that she can help as much. Maybe she can help with Tasha and like the minimal things that she's been able to do. But when it comes out to, to taking out entire crews and getting the Italians, mm, I don't see it. Maybe she can warn him. You know, it's a little text message, but I don't fully see that happening. And if she does, it'll probably end up be, to, to add to her downfall. All right. Um. And also, like, what do you think of uh, the the character Tate? Because you know, it seems like he's really kind of just using Jamie at this point for to to you know build up his own campaign and make himself look good. Um, and I'm not sure how that relationship is going to progress exactly, and what Jamie even wants from Tate at this point. Like, you know, because why does he even need him? Like, uh, obviously, um, Tate kind of because. Uh, so I remember Jamie had that issue with Stern last season and Tate kind of helped him get away from that. But um, at the same time, it's like, you know, I feel like Jamie should be dealing with the loss of his daughter and everything else going on without, you know, messing with this dude Tate because Tate is clearly just using him and his grief uh, to his advantage. But would you think the outcome of that friendship or relationship whatever it is is going to be can i just say really quickly i hate that name i hate that they named him after his real name <laughs> i just hate the tate thing um so rashad 
because I just hate calling him Tate, and he's Tate. Um, he is, he's one of those people that I see is, is after his own power and he's willing to do whatever he can and even take advantage of other people in time of their grief. He, I compare to being as, you know, the preacher that's always, um, passed the basket around. We're here to yeah. take an offering. <laughs> I'm here to save you, but you have to pass the offering around. I see him as being one of those people. And remember during the funeral that they had last episode, I believe, yes. Um, that remember how um, Tommy wasn't able to sit with the family, even though that was his godfather? Yeah. He was godfather, and it was like, no, look at that. No, it's all about appearances. He doesn't care about Jamie. He doesn't care about anything. He is just there for his own political career. And I really do hope that Jamie doesn't get too distracted and lost in his own grief to not see Rashad, because I'm not calling him Tate, his true intentions. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, that's, to, I can't trust him. I'm sorry. I can't. To me, it seems like this whole Tate thing is like just the replacement for the club for Jamie. Because, you know, like throughout all the seasons, he had the club as like his go to getaway spot that the thing that he's focused and driven by. And now it's like he doesn't have the club. So it's like, okay, he has this relationship with Tate instead, you know. So I, I feel like it's that's probably just like, you know, uh, a fill-in for that situation so that he has something else in the background as well. But, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to see how it plays out, though. Um, so he dies, because everyone dies on this show, so I'm going to say he's going to be killed. That, that's a possibility. Yay! Th that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> I just, well, I, just I mean, oh, didn't they say that uh, the Tate character is having his own spin-off or something? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that was announced or something. I'm sorry. Say what? I didn't hear what you said. Oh, um, didn't they announce that the Tate character is having his own spin-off show on Stars? Well, yes, yes, they did from from the last thing that I heard of. I didn't hear anything else about it after that. But we don't know whether or not it's a prequel. Okay. Yeah, so it could easily be a prequel, and, and I would prefer a prequel rather than, you know, something that's concurrent or after the fact. Yeah, that, that makes more sense to have it a prequel. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess in that case he could die, so we'll see. And he's just so greasy. And remember how he invited the people and to, to the funeral and they didn't know any? They didn't even know Raina? Yeah. So he just doesn't care about, you know, people's <laughs> actual feelings. It's just what's best for him and what's best for publicity. He's like a really great PR guy, but he's just grimy. Yeah. And I understand that Ghost needs him because he has to clean up his image. But it, and I see them clashing. It's just not going to work. Sorry. Yeah, well, we kind of saw that happening in this episode where, you know, he puts them on the spot and then Jamie was a bit upset about that after, so... Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so there's a scene where, you know, uh, Dre and, you know, one of his guys from, from, you know, from the hood back in the day, um, you know, he actually kills one of the people that he hears him, uh, Dre talking about with Cristobal 
and they have a big argument about it and Kanan is in the background watching when this happens. So I have a theory. I think Kanan is going to go after, uh, you know, Dre's friend that he kind of, um, you know, had an argument with and he's probably going to try and use him as a pawn to, you know, maybe get to Dre or something like that. Well, he's, he's, he's very well known for using people. So that would be great. But yeah. I just find it really interesting that they can find everybody else, but they still can't find Dre. Yeah, like it, it seems like they could just they they could have killed him so many times. I just don't understand. They could have like, killed him at the graveyard. <laughs> what the heck? Like, oh, okay, I don't want to kill you in front of my daughter's grave. Hey, guy, let's come and take a walk. And did you take a walk? The second you step off of your daughter's grave, boom, I kill you, and that's the end of it. Like, I just really feel like there are moments that I think they are drawing this out. The very first episode that Dre was one of my favorite characters because he's one of those people that studies. So maybe, random thought, maybe this is all to show how much Dre has been observing everybody, that he's able to be untraceable. Because remember yeah. from the very beginning, when they remember when they first killed the guy and he was the one who had to clean up everything? Yeah. And they made him do all like the dirty work. He learned and he was quiet and he that's how he's evaded. So maybe it is to show just how intelligent he really is. Also, it's really convenient to how they wrote it where he could have been killed multiple times already. But, yeah. Yeah, another little uh, nitpick is because it, it seems like they want to use the fact that, um, you know, the, the trio have to um, take out the Jimenez. I, I think they want to use that as the reason why they're not killing Dre because they probably want Dre to lead them to the Jimenez or something. But... I feel like they could easily kill Dre and find the Jimenez because there's a scene in in this episode where Jamie walks right into to Dre's club and he sees Dre talking with the Jimenez. Like, if they want to find the Jimenez, they can find the Jimenez. Like, you know. So, so I, I don't understand why they can't just, like, you know, kill Dre and then kill the Jimenez or something like that. Like, it just... I don't know. The super friends are not that bright. They're just not that bright. It's, yeah. I don't know either, but I think it all has to do with just, you know, everything is being written too conveniently. Yeah. So certain things, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. It, still entertaining, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff like that. But um, It's entertainingly frustrating. It's frustrating more than entertaining at this point. Yeah, I think it's like little details like that that kind of um, makes me not um, see it in the same light as The Wire because I know it gets Wire comparisons, but The Wire was just so much better because it just all made sense. It all connected, you know. But um, No, you know what's funny? i never seen this as The Wire. I see this as New Jack City. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there have been some wire comparisons, but yeah, I, I, I don't see it, you know, because there's too many, too many convenient things like that in this. So. New Jack City, a thousand percent. I cannot see this as a wire. I don't understand the comparisons. Why? Because mm. there's black people and there's kids and there's also drug dealing. I don't really get it. And there's a cop. Mm. No, I see New Jack City. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like uh, last thing I really wanted to say was like, so there's this murder at the end of the episode, you know, where Jamie kills the the, the drink driver that you know took out 
one of the other griever's sons um i understand his motivations and you know um obviously he's lost a child um and you know he's going through it and everything and he probably feels for the, for those other parents who lost the child also um but is this stupid for Jamie to just commit random murders like this at this point? Because th- these are things that can be tied back to him, you know. Yes. So, would yes, you... you don't randomly kill people in the alleyway just because you're in your feelings? No, this is that was not very smart, and that was an emotional kill. And I think that it has more to do with his own daughter and less to do with the couple. He can't help the situation with right now. He can't kill Dre at the moment. But he can kill that guy. Mm-hmm. And so while it made him feel better temporarily, I think it is going to catch up with him. And this is just going to be something that they link him to. And it wasn't exactly a very clean murder. So who knows what type of DNA was left behind. We don't know if there was any cameras that watched the whole thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of questions about how that could have been. Or it could have just been, again, another throwaway thing. But I think that the show sometimes is very intentional. And I feel that this is something that may end up playing back later, even even if not him like adding up to the murders and he being, you know, prosecuted or charged for this. I do think it is, you know, there the death of that guy may end up getting back to the parents of of the child that was murdered by him. And it may cause suspicion, like, oh well, didn't we just talk about this? And then the next day he's dead. That type of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Right now, it just seems like it, it was very emotional. And when you do an emotional kill, it's not exactly a smart kill. Yeah. And also, it's like, okay, you can, you know, you can kill drug dealers all day. And, you know, they're like, those are a dime a dozen. Like, the, the police are, are expecting drug dealers and thugs and gang members to, to, to be murdered all the time. But, like, this guy, you know, although he he was drink driving and he killed a kid, you know, he was free walking around like a regular civilian. So it's like anytime you hit a regular civilian, you know, who has nothing to do with the drugs, the gangs, nothing like that. That's going to, you know, that's going to raise those red flags a little bit. So um, I think this is something that will come back later on to haunt Jamie. So, yeah, Uh, that definitely wasn't a wise move for him and like you said it was a very emotional kill for him um it was very surprising also yeah definitely i i wasn't expecting it it was like out of nowhere odd and out of the blue yeah but i understand but it's still odd Mm -hmm. but then now i wonder will he like be his own like Avenger. <laughs> he just started avenging people's murders. <laughs> Become a vigilante. He's a vigilante. <laughs> and everybody who's like in the group, you know, my daughter, my daughter died of a drug overdose, and you know, the neighbor sold the drugs, and now he's dead. I just wonder. That that would be funny. That would be funny. I doubt it, but it'd still be funny. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like I said, that was a very set up episode, you know, uh, there wasn't too much to really pull from it. But is there anything else in particular that you wanted to kind of discuss or touch on that happened? You know what I would love? What's that? I would, um, I would love a, a, a Dre episode. 
just old Dre. Just follow a Dre episode. So we know what he's thinking that's really going on with him. And we know how he's able to evade some at any times. What what did you think of his scenes in this one? Because there was some really like awkward uh, you know, sex those were some scenes. Really and... awkward son was confused. <laughs> but I guess that's the life that you live in when you're in that life of with windows and everything else. Yeah, like to, to be honest, like though that scenes like that, you know, like the second uh kind of sex scene or whatever in in the in the club or whatever, like that just seems like filler. Like you could have put something else there. Like I mean, I I don't understand why you know why they even wasted time on that. To be honest, um, I don't know. Maybe I think it was to help establish the relationship that he has with the guy. Because remember when he came in, it was the same girl that he was sleeping with that was on the window. Yeah, I I know that. So but... it was basically like I see you, I respect you, and I see you as like not necessarily my equal, but I see you as you know. I respect what you're doing right now. So here, have her. You can do what yeah. I do. Here, you can go and go off with her as well. I feel like I they could have. I feel like I feel like they could have put that across in a better way, or you know, a different way altogether, uh, a more concise way. And well, the whole scene with him welcome him into the room. I thought that that was well done, considering everything. What you mean the first scene when the first scene, yeah. Yeah, like that one I, I have no problems with. Like, okay, cool, I understand. But the one the second one at the club, it was just a bit random, a bit awkward. Um, so it was random, but at the same time, I think it's to help establish Dre's status within that group. Yeah. Fair enough. Um yeah, anything else in particular? Um, no, we just need more, we need more, as I said, as I said before, we need more Dre. And we need to find out what's going on with Tariq. Like, I need to know a motive as to what the heck is going on with him. Oh, I, I definitely, I feel like there's going to be a lot of Tariq this season. Like, we'll, we'll find out, you know, what, what's going on in his mind at some point. And um, I want to see yeah. how the death of his sister really affects him. Yeah. Because right now, for me, I'm still getting the same Tariq from when he was alive, when when Rainer was alive. Yeah, I'm and seeing a character change. I, I can't even tell when he's being genuine and not genuine because, like, there's a scene where uh, he, you know, there's like a kind of touching scene between him and his mother where you know he's like, "Oh, Rainer's death is all my fault," and you know this and that, and it's like, does he really mean that, or like, is he? Is he running game on her? Like, you know. Um, well, I hope he's not as well. If, if he's running game, then he's a psycho or sociopath. That's a whole nother thing there. He's been hanging out with Tommy too long. I don't know. But I think that it was real. I think that it's something he doesn't allow himself to feel. But the thing is, just for me, in terms of character development, I don't see any character development. Mm-hmm. Everything is just the same from the previous season. So I would need to see something. Even yeah. if it's like he's gonna just be a complete psychopath, I yeah, something. I, I think we'll we'll get something, and I, I definitely think he's gonna become a major kind of player in how things turn out later on. Um, you know, may, maybe he'll he'll even play a part in you know, uh, bringing down his his father like on the legal front. You know, maybe he'll even testify or snitch or something like that. You know, 
um he there's so many directions this character can go so i just want to see how they you know how that unfolds well it is called um, power maybe he's the one who ends up with all the power that that's also a possibility for sure um but yeah um did you have anything else a decent episode it was a little bit slow as we said before when it was setting up a lot of things i look forward to the next episode and what's going to happen with the characters and you know what happens with with um dre and this whole deal and this is weird crossing over and double crossing stuff that they have to do and killing all these other people so we'll see how that all plans out and i'm really interested in tommy like i think his father and what he said was really like foreshadowing everything what's to come for this season and what's to come for this character maybe he doesn't even make it out alive tommy has to make it man he's he's definitely one of the best characters in the so yeah. he is one of the oh. best characters but again it's called power and people have died oh real well. real quick though do you think him and uh keisha are going to get back together cuz they had a couple scenes you know over the past couple episodes where it's like they're kind of rekindling a little bit. Kind See, of. I view them as a convenient couple. Not even just a couple. Just like um, uh, friends with benefits. Right. So, they could. Maybe it could be something that's deeper. And then he dies. So, mm -hmm. maybe. And then they also, he has a lot going on. So he can also turn to Keisha as like the type of someone to talk to. So I wouldn't yeah. mind that. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But yeah, that that's that's it from us for you know, Power season five, episode two. Uh, we we definitely want to see all the theories, you know, in the in the comments. We we, we want to give a big shout to all the people who have supported the Powercast, you know, over the past couple of years that we've been covering Power and everything. Um, I do also want to let people know that um, there may be a few changes in the schedule of you know when this show releases in the coming weeks because stars is kind of switching up how they um give us the episodes and stuff like that because of the leaks that happened last year so um you know we we managed like we we were able to get the first two episodes you know pretty early so that we could make this possible but you know um from next week from episode three you know things might change in how they deliver the episodes to us and with me being in the uk as well it means there's a time difference so um you know there there may be uh the, the show might drop slightly later i don't know we're, we're gonna figure some things out you know in on the back end to make sure we're still able to get the show out in a in a decent amount of time so um just be warned that you know the the we the the schedule of when this drops might change a little bit but yeah, that's pretty much it from us for this week. Um, and we hope you guys enjoyed the next episode. And yeah, check out the website, thecoalition.com. Check out all the other content there, video games, entertainment news, entertainment, you know, TV show recaps, you know, all that good stuff. Um, for now. Shout out to the listeners and shout out to stars. Sure. Big shouts to Stars and Courtney Camp. But for now, we say good night. Good night, people.